Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 469 for Tuesday the 13th of September 2016. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Jeff Weston. Tonight, Jeff, we are going to be looking at how to export all of your passwords from Password Box in such a way that we're going to be able to then import them into another password manager down the line. Stick around. You want to learn how to do that. I'm going to assume there's a reason for that. There is definitely a reason for it, and we're going to touch on it in just a couple of minutes' time. So stick around. If you are a Password Box user, this is for you. And if you're not a Password Box user, it's also for you. Stick around. <laughs> there's other stuff, too. <laughs> All right. And here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. The operators for the VDOS DDoT for Hire uh, service has been arrested. Google is offering Uber competitor pricing on Maps. The Samsung Galaxy Note 7 has been recalled because it might catch on fire. A robot has been used to operate in a man's eye with perfect results. And weaponized drones are now legal in North Dakota. Stick around, full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to the show. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Please help me welcome Jeff Weston. Hello. How do you like that? That was Make great. It sound really, like I need to use the radio voice, I think. Yeah. Please help me welcome Jeff, 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 Jeff Weston. Complete with music and everything. That would be good. That would be all right. Yeah. Fly in the laser graphics. Make me feel special. Hey, you know, uh, guys and gals, if you want to download Category 5 Technology TV, any of our shows at Category 5 TV Network, uh, head on over to our Torrent server. Yeah, You heard about this. Uh, it's up at torrent.category5.tv. You can, in fact, download all episodes from past seasons of Category 5 Technology TV. Now, you know that we're coming up to the end of Season 9 because Season 10 starts in just two weeks from tonight. So uh, Season 9 will soon be available for you uh, as a torrent download as well. Thank you to everyone who has been uh, seeding our torrents. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. That helps us to distribute this show and to continue to make Category 5 Technology TV freely available around the world. Yep. Thanks for that. All right. And if you're not familiar with torrents, hey, you got to get on over to torrent.category5.tv. You can download every episode right back to episode one, Jeff. That's exciting. It's crazy. You can look at how horrible it was in the first couple of seasons. <laughs> we had a webcam. But at the time, it was great. At the time, there weren't a lot of live that webcasts. Is that is there true. There really weren't. I mean, podcasts were starting to pick up, and, uh, but that was audio only. But as far as live video goes, Category 5 Technology TV was, uh, was right there at the forefront of technology. And so even though the quality compared to now is poor, um, it, uh, it was pretty cool at the time. Lots of great content there, too, and a lot yes. of fun to see how the show has progressed and evolved over the past almost nine years. You know what's funny? You still look the same to me, though. Do I? Don't, I? I don't think you've aged. At I all. put I put on weight, and then I've been trying to lose that weight during the course of. So you look at the earlier seasons. Yeah. I was, you know, 130 pounds kind of thing, and then uh, went up from there. <laughs> you know, when season nine is done, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to downloading the season nine torrent so I can see myself. Yeah, because I'm down. We're both working four, at it. 43 pounds. Wow, man. So That's amazing. Congrats. So, yeah, it's uh, that'll be fun to see. What's your secret? I see that you've got your uh, sports tracker. Yeah, I've got my Garmin VivoFit. My watch is nowhere near as sophisticated. In fact, mine is kind of steampunkish in that it has no technology whatsoever. You'll notice on occasion I'll sit here and I'll wind it because there's no battery. <laughs> I've got to make sure I wind it a few times a day to make it, make it so that it keeps working. Yeah. But I even pulled a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of the links from this and now you'll see i'm fidgeting with it because it's it's too loose you know what i found that i've had to adjust my watch and i haven't even had it that long and i'm even finding my ring like my wedding band me too like i could never take it off, off before i know not that i'd ever want to but it it does make me proud to say hey if i'm losing weight in my fingers yeah it's got to be making a difference I, this used to you can see the the line of where 
uh, maybe you can't see that at home, but it was kind of I couldn't even I couldn't even attempt. Yeah, mine's pretty indented too. Yeah, but I didn't realize how much I lost thing, eh? until how we gauge. <laughs> I know our weight, our weight, yeah, our weight. But uh, no, this uh, Zelda ring. Yeah, uh, I picked up about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a Facebook ad that I saw for free ring. And you grabbed one. Oh my gosh, so I saw that ad. I was like, I've got to, it's free. I got to give this a try. Sure enough, it showed up. But I ordered my ring size, and it shows up, and I put it on. I'm like. Oh no! Can I see this? Because I've never actually seen it up close and personal. Look at yeah. that! That's it's got great. all these uh, Zelda-esque glyphs. Yeah, they're actually etched into it. It's and it's titanium. It's titanium and yeah. Not, gorgeous. It showed up within about uh, cool. I think six weeks. So, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize how much weight I'd lost until I put this on. I'm going, hmm. I needed to go half a size smaller. There you go. So yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Wardrobe. So so season ten though is right around the corner. There's some exciting things coming. A lot of really exciting stuff coming. Uh, And in fact, well, you know that on uh, episode 471, we're going to be broadcasting in 360 video. Yes, that's cool. And uh, we've got our cameras actually set up tonight, so Jeff Mm -hmm. and I can see them. And uh, those of you who are on Patreon are going to be able to see some of the clips from tonight's show. Uh, in 360 video just to to see how that's going to look Uh, but we also for the for season 10 we've got a lot of cool stuff lined up as you know Sasha Dermatis is going to be back we've got a great lineup of of hosts on the show here Uh, but also we're going to be doing a lot more technical stuff we've got some Raspberry Pi units that are on their way we're going to be doing a lot of um, very technical builds and things like that Um, so one of the things that we want to know I'm going to pull this poll up here if you're on YouTube if you could click on that and be a part of our poll. If you follow us on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, at Robbie Ferguson, uh, you can participate in the poll there as well. Um, But one of the things we want to know is, what do you prefer in Season 10? Do you want those really under the hood, let's learn how everything works kind of tutorials, or would you rather really easy deployment right out of the box, let's get it up and run and let's do it kind of tutorials? I'll give you an example, Jeff. Okay, please do. We did our uh, Raspberry, uh, Raspberry Pi 3 Plex Media Server yes, demonstration. I love, I love, love it, it too, but we went, you know, here's how to do it every step of the way, how to set it up and everything, and that's worked great. And you'll hear tonight from some of our viewers that it's been a fantastic uh, deployment for them. Mm-hmm. But would you, rather than learning how to set that up, would you rather just be able to download the whole image, burn it to your pie, and then instead our tutorial would be, here's how to use it. Right. Right? So mm. that's what it boils down to. So would you participate in that poll, help us to decide the direction of Season 10? And we're thinking, we've got some really neat demonstrations we're going to be doing, and uh, we just want to know how under the hood do you want it to be, or would you rather it be something that you can pick up the hardware, put it together, because we've already done all the work, and you can download the finished product kind of thing. So when we create a script, we'll actually make it so that you can just download that script, mm-hmm. deploy it, and you're done. Uh, so let us know through that poll. That's going to help uh, direct season ten. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the big things about season ten, we have to remind people, is we're switching the day. If you did not hear that announcement, if you missed that last week, Jeff, you want to tell everyone about that? Yeah. So Sasha's coming back, uh, but in order to make that happen, we're moving Cat Five to Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. And so, there's more to it than that. But um, really, it boils down to okay, we've been doing this on Tuesday nights. Yeah for nine years and uh it you know there are family things that i want to be doing on tuesdays and we want to try something new here at category 5 tv so we're switching to wednesday nights that's what it boils down to so put it on your calendar it starts on october 5th so october 4th is a tuesday we're not going to have a show that day Uh, instead we're going to be live from studio d on wednesday the 5th I wonder how many people are going to forget. It'd be probably it'd be fun a few. To, to be in the chat room on the fourth and be like, "Might have to be people you forgot." Might have to you? be. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, we've got to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to be looking at how to export our passwords from Password Box. Okay. And you want to stick around if you're a Password Box user. Of course, they were bought out by Intel, mm-hmm. and they are closing down. So we don't want to lose access to those passwords, and we don't want to necessarily have to switch to the Intel product. So stick around. We're going to show you how it's done right after this. Now here's another great way you can support the shows you love from the Category5.tv network by shopping at GearBest. That's right, Jeff. Uh, Cat5.tv slash GearBest. It's an online store for the geek streak in you. Or... 
the loved ones. Well, of course. I mean, especially your loved ones, right? Uh, because cat5.tv slash gearbest, quite frankly, has all of the greatest tech gifts that you could ever hope for at rock-bottom prices. Do they have cell phones? You betcha. Cat5.tv slash gearbest has a wide assortment of unlocked Android cell phones and tablets. What about computer... Uh consumer electronics those make a great gift absolutely from high-tech watches to action cameras headphones even virtual reality headsets cat5.tv slash gearbest has you covered they literally have it all jeff literally really it's like a superstore right from the comfort of your own chair at your computer through the interweb yeah, I, there's no way they have it all. It's true. It's just a bunch of ele- uh, random electronics. Test me. Um, what about clothes? Yep. Both men and women, fashionable apparel at rock bottom, super duper prices. Kind of like this. Well, look at this coat. What do you think? It's a slimming mock leather jacket. I love it. It's available for less than $30 plus free shipping at cat5.tv slash gear best. All right. You kind of got me there. Wow. Any other questions for me, Jeff? Uh, now that the winter has passed, flying season. Do they have any good deals on, say, drone copters? Oh, my goodness. Well, check this out. Dude, they have everything. Check out over 500 various drones. And not only that, they're available marked down by about 30 to up to 63% off the regular price. Love it. What's the website again? Well, you're going to find GearBest on our partners' pages for any of your favorite Category 5 TV shows like New Every Day, Category 5 Technology TV, The Pixel Shadow. Uh, But, of course, if you want to shop absolutely right now and you want to go straight to the site, all you have to do is visit cat5.tv slash GearBest. See, that's easy. cat5.tv slash GearBest. That's right. Happy shopping. Welcome back to Category 5 Technology TV. This is episode number 469, and you'll find our website at www.category5.tv. Jeff, I was blessed with a new used phone this week. What is that? I got an LG, um, this is a G3. So you, no so more BlackBerry. No more BlackBerry. You can get supported Facebook now? I can get supported Facebook and <laughs> 360 video and everything else. Oh, speaking of 360 video, Jeff, you gave that a try with yes. the goggles last week. Yes, that's right. And we, on the air, live on episode 468, we're like, oh, well, you don't have the feature this time around. What's going on? And it turns out Jeff didn't. We, we said after the show, you yeah. know, well, what version of the app are you in? Oh, I didn't use the app. I brought it up in my web browser. That's right. So if you want 360 video, you've got to actually load the YouTube app. That's right. 360 video is pretty neat. Here it is on my phone. This is, this is the Category 5 hallway. Um, and this is pretty neat. I wonder if you can see that at home. There's me. So this, this, this is you can actually look around. Can you guys see that? I can see you that. You can see one TV there. You can look at the floor. Wow. You can look up. <laughs> It figures there's a, a wall right there, but there's <laughs> and there's reflections and everything. But, but so still, you can there's see there's a TV screen there. You can see it. Um, a bunch of TV screens down the hallway. And as I move the phone, you get to look around. So when you have those goggles on, of course, you can then switch that to goggle view. Google Cardboard, and you get the two eyes. Right. Right? So then when you're wearing the goggles, you get the full 3D effect yes. and the ability to simply look around by turning your head. Check that out. There's, there's the hallway. Oh, wow. Oh, I, I can't wait to show you this, folks. Nice carpet. Yeah, you I know. I haven't seen the carpet yet. Oh, no? No. <laughs> oh. I was trying this with the goggles on, and these are at cat5.tv slash cardboard. Fantastic product. Real cheap way to get into wow. VR, and all you need to do is insert your phone. Is that Christy Burton? It is Christy Burton. Wow. Yeah, we've got all kinds of wonderful man i forgot that she was on the show oh really man that was season three let's see if i can i'm gonna see if i can bring this up for you oh yeah does that help okay now you're looking down the hallway oh wow there's hillary on that tv bunch of tvs there well done cool huh that's and that is uh, Nathan Salapat is a 3D artist that works with us on Mind Test. 
oh, okay. the video game. And yes. uh, he took this on as a project. So he's creating a virtual reality 360 space uh, for the Category 5 TV special on cool. uh, episode number 471, which is coming up in two weeks. So yeah. this is for the intro of the show. Well, thank you so, to him. So much work going into it, and uh, we're really, really excited about it. But yes, Jeff, you've got to load the YouTube app if you want to yeah. actually participate in the 360 video. So if you're going to be watching live, make sure you open up YouTube app on That's your right. phone. That's going to give you the 360 video experience. Not the web browser. Okay. Um, you see my watch. I mentioned it earlier in the show. This is a big seller on our website is over the really past though? few weeks. We actually sold out of it. Really? So if you go to my gear, so you go to cat5.tv slash my gear, let's, uh, let's take you there. Cat5.tv slash my gear, and that is, of course, my gear. And you'll see my watch there, and this is going to be a growing area where you can pick up some stuff. So I believe we're still sold out of this. Let's see. I'm going to click on buy. And see, we're out of stock. So we actually sold right out. Wow. Mm-hmm. However, what we've done is we've added for you, if you're into the steampunk stuff, see similar. Click on that. And guess what? We've got a whole selection of similar watches. So you've still got that kind of steampunk look. Yep. But they are in stock. Okay. So that's an option for you. Check them out. Go to cat5.tv slash mygear. And hey, thanks for everybody who picked one up. I can't believe yeah. folks here are walking around with my watch on. How You're cool just is that? that? Special. No, it's a, it, the watch is just that special. I have never had so many compliments on a piece of jewelry in my life. Really? I have had the bank teller comment on my watch. I have had the uh, cashier at a uh, music store comment on my watch. He was wearing a, an... Uh, Apple Watch, yep. iWatch, and he said, oh, he said, I love your watch. And uh, I saw his, and I said, well, you've got this big expensive thing. And yeah. he's like, yeah, but, like, mine's technology. Yours is, like, yours is, like, steampunk. And I'm like, yeah, you know it. Nice. So, I don't know. There's something to be said about it. It's funky. It, it looks pretty like sweet. It. Thanks, man. Okay, are we ready to get into it? Oh, and before I move on, uh, don't forget, Halloween is coming. Yes. And that means get on over to Amazon through our partner links, okay? And get your costumes there. They're great deals. Head on over to category5.tv, click on support us, and then uh, you'll see our partner links. When you go there, click on Amazon and do your shopping for Halloween costumes. Get the kids, get yourself all set up. I was actually looking today. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, that's, I've been looking. I'm, we're planning out our, uh, our big show for the 26th of October. Um, you don't want to miss that. We may involve a green screen. You guys do Halloween well here. We try. We try. And Sasha's going to be back, and she always participates. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Now we can get into it now that we have covered Halloween. Perfect. Password Box was a fantastic tool. I love it. I still love it. We love the company. We love the people. They're a fantastic company. But they got so darn good that Intel called them up and said, look, we'll give you a bunch of money to sell out. That happens. Oh, come on, Megan. Why you do me like that? I have 460 some odd passwords in my Password Box account. You can't remember all those yourself? No, and that's part of what makes Password Box great, or any really good password manager, right. is that you can create fully random, insane passwords for every service that you use. So that I have n I'm never using the same password across multiple different sites. Wow. So that if, if one site gets hacked and they get my password for that site, they don't in turn get my password for all these other sites, right. like my online banking or Twitter account. Right. Because right? that's really how, it, how people exploit accounts. You, you, know, you sign up for some forum, some no-name forum, using the same password that you use for your online banking? No! So Password Box was fantastic because I generate these insane, like, 64-character passwords that are uppercase, lowercase, alphanumeric, symbols, everything in these passwords. And I don't know what they are, but Password Box does. So I just remembered my master password, which was also a very strong password, but I only had to remember one. Right. Not 400 and some odd. But now they're gone. They're going. The app still works. The plug-in for your Chrome browser, not for Firefox, but for Chrome, it still works. So tonight on Chrome, we're going to learn how to, in fact, 
export our passwords. We've got to do it, folks, because otherwise you're stuck either having it roll over to this true key software, which is great software as well from Intel, but I might not want to do that because now all of a sudden I've got to buy into their service. It's a commercial right. service. I'd rather have a copy of all my passwords. I don't want to have to go through my 400 and some odd passwords and copy and paste them into an Excel spreadsheet. No, thank you, ma'am. No. I thought about it. I contemplated it because it wasn't happening. <laughs> Then I got on the GitHub, and a good gentleman there has created a script to make it nice and easy for us, using Perfect. JavaScript in order to export our, uh, our entire list of passwords. So what it does is it uses the developer console in order to run a JavaScript that goes through the plugin, loading the password of every site that we've ever connected to Password Box, saves it as a comma-separated value file, and then... We can use it to. We can import it into KeyPassX. We can import it into our other services. Now, if you export it to a file, though, if say your computer is infected, could you, like, could whatever sort of monitoring virus you have on your system not read that and then have access to all your passwords? Oh yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So you don't want to be running it on an infected system. No. Preferably, I would say, throw it on your Linux system. Tonight, we're using a Windows system just because I can stream from the Windows right. laptop to, uh, to our desktop here. And, and uh, so we've actually pre-done that. And I hate to blur things, but of course, this has to do with my passwords. Right. This is my account. So I did have to pre-do this and record it so that I could blur out my passwords right. on your screen. Um, so that's inevitable. But I'm going to show you how this is done. So basically, we need to do this in Chrome. Go on over to my GitHub page. It's github.com slash cat5tv. And uh, when you get there, you're going to see the repositories button. Go in there. And in the search field, type in password box. And you'll see password box export. So click on that. You'll see that I've uh, used the details. I've included the details here. We need to install this Chrome app, which uh, gives us the developer extensions. Uh, you may already have this if you're a developer, but all you have to do is add it to Chrome. Nice and simple. That's going to download it from, uh, from the Chrome web store. So just add it. And that places this kind of hidden in your, in your browser, and that gives us the tools that we need in order to export our... Uh, password list. So go back to my site here on GitHub and follow the directions. But basically, there's this export2.js file. We want to click on that one. Okay. And over at the right-hand side, you see raw. That's what you want to click on to get just the script without all the surrounding stuff. So highlight all with control A and then control C to put it in your clipboard. Then bring up your password box, which I'm already logged into. And now I can right-click any empty area and go Inspect. Okay, so click on that. And then up at the top here, click on Console. And that's going to allow us to inject JavaScript. So now paste in what's in our clipboard and hit Enter. And that's all we have to do. Now it's scrolling through here. And you'll see things are scrolling there, which I have blurred because that actually reveals my passwords. And it just is going through, flipping through, nice and quick. And we sped this up for the sake of the show tonight. But uh, it takes a couple of minutes to go through 400 passwords. And lo and behold, when it's done, Jeff, we're going to get a comma-separated value file, which is plain text. And that's going to allow us to import those passwords into another tool. Here we go. I'm not sure how long I... Uh, there we go. There you go. So you get result.csv. You simply click on that file, and you've got all of your passwords and the, the, the URLs, the usernames, the passwords. All that information is now saved as a comma-separated file. That was really simple. Really simple. So as you say, Jeff, if you have a compromised system or if you've got, you know, if you've got this file laying around, you don't want to email it to yourself or anything right. like that. It's plain text. Remember that, okay? If you do need to transfer it or move it around... Please, on your Linux system, right-click on it and 7-zip it. You can, go, um, you can go compress file and choose 7-Z, 
for 7-zip, and that will allow you to password protect and encrypt the file list. And then you just give it a nice strong password for that file, so then anytime you then open that 7-z file, it will ask for the password in order to open the archive so that then you can open the CSV file. Right. Okay? And delete, trash, get rid of that original CSV file, and you're good to go. So do that now because, not now, like wait till the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. We got, we got but do it now. Yeah. Do it now in that we don't know how long your password box extension is actually going to continue to work yes. on Chrome. Okay. So this is, you know, right now it is September 13th, 2016, and it's working fantastically well to export your list as a CSV file. And how easy was that to do? So now our next step is, okay, now we have a copy of our password, so we can use it just with copy and paste. I can open right. it in LibreOffice Calc and find the site that I need to log into and copy and paste my password into the browser. That's right. fine. Or we can import it into something like KeePassX or KeePass2 or something like that, and, or LastPass even. Um, and we're going to be looking at that in Season 10. We're going to be getting into how can we replace Password Box with our own custom version of a password manager. That's exciting. You want to absolutely watch for that. So if you're using Password Box right now, export your stuff, and then we're going to actually be importing that into our own password server down the road. Nice. That's coming up in Season 10. That's only a couple of weeks away, folks. It's true. So, it's only a couple of weeks. I know. And that's all there is to it. That's it, folks. There you have it. For those of you on Twitter who have been complaining that Password Box can't be exported, you're right, but now it can by this little hack that is available at Cat5TV on GitHub. Some will ask, okay, well, why did you fork it and why, why did you add it to your own GitHub rather than just giving the link to the original guy who created it? Right. Now, you'll see I did give credit on the GitHub page to the, the gentleman who created this tool. I did not create it. However, what I've done is I've just perused the code to make sure that there's nothing there that I would object to or that would be a security violation or right. concern. So by doing that, now I've locked it in on my GitHub so that if anyone injects something into it that now shares your passwords with someone else, like a third party, it won't happen with my version of the script right. because I won't be getting that update. Which okay. makes sense. So we've kind of locked it down at a current stable working copy that is to keep you safe. And that's my reasoning behind that. Okay? It's so kind of hard to argue with that reasoning. Well, I'm not claiming that I made it or anything like that. Um, just making it so that it's safer for our viewers. That's Which all. smart. Yeah. And hey, if you want to browse my other repositories and download some stuff, feel free. Feel free. Yep. Jeff, we've got to head over to the newsroom. Uh, let's, uh, let's take off with that. And when we come back, we've got a slew of viewer comments and questions that we're going to be tackling uh, right after the news. So over to the newsroom, here is Jeff Weston. All right. It's Tuesday, September 13th, 2016. And here are the stories we're covering this week. The operators of the VDOS DDoS for Hire service have been arrested. Google is offering Uber competitor pricing on Maps. The Samsung Galaxy Note 7 has been recalled because it might catch on fire. A robot has been used to operate in a man's eye with perfect results. And weaponized drones are now legal in North Dakota. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Jeff Weston. Yaman. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? You need hosting. One of the things about a hosting account is you don't want to have limitations put on your website. It's true. How much hard drive space do you have? How many email accounts? How many domains can point to it? Well, we've got an amazing deal for you. For a very limited time, cat5.tv slash dreamhost. For just $5 and a bit of change per month, you are going to get unlimited website hosting, unlimited email accounts on that hosting uh, service. You are also going to receive a free domain name. Ooh. So your own .com. Nice. To put that amazing website that you've been working on it's on true. there. If you run, if you want to build a WordPress site, fine. Sign up. Cat5.tv slash dreamhost. Just don't put Panama Papers on it. Just don't do it. But hey, uh, it's a great deal, folks. Best deal you're going to find. $5 and change per month. 
Go to cat5.tv slash dreamhost. I'm Jeff Weston, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. One of the more popular cyber attack peddlers just came crashing down. Israeli law enforcement has arrested Yardin Bidani and Hitay Huri as part of an FBI investigation into their alleged control of VDOS, one of the most popular paid attack platforms. According to information unearthed by security guru Brian Krebs from a third-party hack targeting VDOS, the teens, uh, two teens raked in nearly six or at least $618,000, launching a majority of the distributed denial-of-service campaigns that you've uh, been hearing about in recent years. The platform itself is also offline, although that's due to one of the VDOS victims, BackConnect Security, using a bogus internet address claim to stem the flood of traffic hitting its servers. Bedani and Hurry weren't exactly careful, though, about covering their tracks. Uh, Krebs says the pair hosted VDOS on a server connected to Hurry, and its email and SMS notifications pointed to the two. They even wrote a technical paper on the DDoS attacks, while Bedani's old Facebook page references the Applejack pseudonym, that's Apple J4CK, he used to conduct VDOS business. And if that weren't enough... VDOS refused to target any Israeli site since its owners, since it was the owner's home country. Both suspects are out on bail, although they won't have much freedom. Officials have placed them under house arrest for 10 days, confiscated their passports, and barred them from using any telecom devices for 30 days. It's unclear if they face extradition to the U.S. Now, the bust isn't going to stop paid denial-of-service attacks, as Bidani and Hurry demonstrated it doesn't take much more than a botnet and some basic business savvy to get started. However, it may put a temporary dent in the volume of those attacks, and it'll certainly spook VDOS competitors who have been careless about hiding their activities. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, the question sometimes comes up, Jeff. Why do hackers do this? Why do hackers attack websites? $618,000 plus dollars is why That's they do why. it. That's why. That's why they do it. Could you imagine being a teenager and splitting that two ways? That would buy you a few boxes of craft dinner. They'd be driving a nice little sports car, I'll tell you that much. Yep. That's why. Yep. That's why. Wow. All right, Google has announced Thursday that it's adding a new ride-hailing partners to Maps. Uber was already integrated into Maps. Now users will also be able to see price estimates for Lyft and some more region-specific options such as Git in New York City, all without leaving the Maps app. Basically, Google just created the first ever ride-hailing price comparison tool. Now, Uber's partnership with Google is different from their API, which has seen sites like uh, Harvard startup Urban Hail blocked for offering competitive pricing. Now, with Google, however, it is a direct integration and doesn't use Uber's API, so it's not a violation of the terms of use. Google has partnered with other ride-hailing services through Maps before, Ula in India, and 99 Taxis in Brazil, among others. This is the first time it's adding direct competitors to Uber in the U.S., though. So why Uber was willing to work with Google to build a price comparison tool while simultaneously blocking startups like Urban Hail? Well, the most likely reason is because Uber needs Google. Google Maps has hundreds of millions of users, so that means more exposure and more riders for Uber. Now, the price comparison aspect is just an unfortunate side effect that Uber's really going to have to accept or risk losing that exposure. I've never used Uber, but uh, for anybody who does, they either love it or they hate it. And every time I turn on the news, there seems to be some sort of competition or anti-Uber something going Sure. On. Yeah, like, why not? The, the, these guys are taken a bit of a beating as far as having a corner on the market but that's tech nowadays everything moves so fast good though that google's able to get around the api absolutely um, terms of use because of the fact that the, otherwise you end up falling into this monopolous yes. situation yep really that's makes, what it comes down to makes me wonder though if as these things happen people are going to get smarter with their contracts to try and block this kind of stuff so that say google couldn't do that but like you said, though, 
would you would you discard Google's Google's promoting your service? Yeah. Come on. Like yeah. if, when you go on to Google to search for cab and you click on it and boom, you just pull the first one at the best price. Don't you want to be that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to throw it away. No, definitely not. <laughs> All right. Airline passengers have been warned by U.S. authorities not to switch on or charge their Samsung Galaxy Note 7 phones when on board a plane. Now, the Federal Aviation Administration also advised against packing the phones into any checked-in luggage. Samsung recalled the phone last week after reports emerged of the device exploding during or after charging. Qantas and Virgin Australia have also told customers not to charge or use the phone during flights. Now, Samsung said that it would speed up shipments of replacement Galaxy Note 7 phones to ease safety concerns. Samsung has said that battery problems were behind the phones uh, that caught on fire, but that it was difficult to work out which phones were affected uh, among those that were sold. Now, the phone was launched just last month and has been otherwise generally well-received by consumers and critics. Now, some 2.5 million Note 7s have been shipped globally. That's a lot. Samsung has said customers have already, who have already bought the phone will be able to swap it for a new one and that it would take about two weeks to prepare replacement devices. Wow. That's a whole lot of devices that have to go under recall. Jeff, didn't you just get a new Samsung? I did, but it wasn't a Note 7. Okay, what is it? It was, it was just an S7. S7, okay. S7 Edge. Because as you're saying that, it wasn't yours a 7? It, it, 7, yes, but not the Note. Everything's 7 now. iPhone 7. Well, it's Samsung the, S7. It's the generation. Samsung Note 7. It's because it's the 7th generation. It's, it's just like Windows 10. It was the 10th operating system. So... But nobody fought. Oh, I guess OS 10. Oh, is that how it works? That's how it works. So this is how they compete with yep. numbers. It's true. Yeah. Wow. So are, are yours have not been recalled. This is specifically just the Note 7 at this point. Mine has not been recalled. Mine has not blown up on me. Good. Uh, it does not overheat <laughs> when it's charging. We had this discussion about the the speed charging features, and yes, that would be my fear. Is like you're pumping so much juice into this thing. Yeah, I will say my charger gets hot. Yeah. When I when I when I speed charge the uh, the little end of the cable that connects to my phone, that does heat up. Let uh, me just remind you. But yeah, I know. But it doesn't heat up so that it's hot. It's just it, there's like a warmth to it. Okay. And that's the cable itself. It's not the phone. But it only does that when it's speed charging. So hmm. obviously there is some element of heat involved. Hmm. But uh, not enough to cause things to go. Don't put it under your pillow while you're charging it. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Do people still do that? Um, I think maybe. Not me. Wow. I've heard some stories of some teens that have had this happen to them. Yes. Wow. So well, you know what I think it is? Is you put on you put on some music or whatever else. You put it under your pillow and then you lay your head on the pillow so that you can hear it without disturbing other people. See, I just use headphones. Use earbuds. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. But I think that's why it happens. I think that's why they end up putting it under their pillow. I think it's because they're trying to sneak around at night so parents don't see it. It's like you can oh, hear the call down the hallway it and it's too. like... Right under the pillow, yep. Yep. Where's your phone? Uh, I don't know. I lost it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pillow's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> One of our sons, when he, was, um, when he got his phone, I should clarify, when... Our phones expire on our contract and yes. we get a new one. Yeah. We just give them the old phone okay. without a plan on it so that they can use the Wi-Fi at home, play Minecraft or whatever. All right. Um, but uh, one of them, um, he was getting up in the middle of the night, grabbing his phone, starting to play at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh. But he got sneaky because once we caught him under the pillow, he started putting it between the pillow and the pillow cover. Oh. So we'd lift up the pillow. And it's not there. And it's not there. Mm -hmm. But I happen to pick up the pillow and I'm like, ooh, this is heavier. Oh, look, oh, yes. there's a phone shape in the case. So Danger. He's getting sneaky. Not bad yeah. for a five-year-old. <laughs> Where does he get it from, Jeff? Where does he get it from? Definitely not me. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's next? Uh, surgeons have used a robot to operate inside the eye and restore sight in an absolute world first. 
A team at Oxford's John Radcliffe Hospital used the device controlled via a joystick to remove a membrane one hundredth of a millimeter thick. That's small. Now, surgeons hope that the procedure will pave the way for more complex eye How is that not complex as it is? <laughs> oh, we're just getting started. Wow. Uh, so anyway, for more complex eye surgery that is currently possible uh, with the human hand. Now, the patient, Dr. Bill Beaver, is a 70-year-old from Oxford, and he says he's delighted to be the first person to undergo the robot eye procedure. The surgery was successful. Dr. Beaver's central vision in his right eye has been restored. Good job. He said, the degeneration of my vision was very scary, and I was fearful I would lose my sight entirely. So for this uh, intervention to take place so effortlessly is a real godsend. I love this story. Totally cool. I love it when technology is used to better the life of Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I, I think it's great. I, I love this kind of stuff when you can, when you can get so precise with something like that. It's unreal. It, it's great. They can work at like nano levels. Yeah. One, one thousandth of a millimeter. Was it millimeter or centimeter? I think it was millimeter. Millimeter, you said that, something hundredth of a millimeter. But to think that that in its of, of itself was causing his central vision loss. Yeah. So here you go. Let's just put a just robot in your eye and fix that for you. Here okay. You yeah. But that's a small robot. No, it's a big robot. But a very precise robot. It's actually like a like an arm. So he's laying on the bed and and this arm is coming down. Right. But so I, imagine this thing coming at you. But I mean, the the parts to get. Oh, to they'd be one, like needle. Yeah, yeah. Like that. But they're on this apparatus. Yes. that's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, the fact that you can get that small is just like. Whew. Yeah. Hey, Very I, precise. I think it's totally cool. Don't okay. don't accidentally kick it while you're walking by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't sneeze uh, while you're having that surgery. Yeah, we'll not bring Luke to yeah. that one. Mm. Okay. Now, this next news story, I have to say, this one is for you. See, 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 one twenty-eight D. See, one twenty-eight D. This one's for you. Uh oh. What do we got? Armed drones could be used by police in the U.S. state of North Dakota after local lawmakers legalized their use. Oh. While they will be limited to less than lethal weapons. Tear gas, tasers, rubber bullets, and pepper spray could be used in theory by remote-controlled flying machines. In a classic case of unintended consequences, the original sponsor, Republican State Representative Rick Becker, said he was unhappy with the way that the legislation turned out. His original intention was to prevent law enforcement officials from using the unmanned aerial vehicles from conducting surveillance on private property without a warrant. Wow, talk about a change. He says, in my opinion, there should be a nice red line. Drones should not be weaponized, he said. The original draft of the House Bill 1328 said, a state agency may not authorize the use of, including granting a permit, uh, permit to use, an unmanned aircraft armed with any lethal or non-lethal weapons, including firearms, pepper spray, beanbag guns, mace, and sound-based weapons. However, the state's police union amended the bill, limiting the ban to only lethal weapons, meaning that sounds can, sound cannons, rubber bullets could be used on police drones. It's unclear whether local police departments will use weaponized drones, even though they are technically legal. Wow. So for the last <laughs> couple of weeks, we've been having this discussion back and forth with C-128D about... I think it's an argument. Uh, but it's, I think okay, he just so, won. Yeah. Well, at, at this point, North Dakota just sealed the deal on that. Oh, one. my gosh. How yeah. does this happen? Isn't this bureaucracy at its best where, okay, here, here we go. I'm going to say drones cannot be used by police to have weapons and blah, blah, blah. And then they all sitting around the table say, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's put weapons on the drones. So... I think it's like oh. all this red tape gets all mixed up and I uh, just come on now. Uh, I, you know, okay, so <laughs> there's a meme that I've used a couple times. It's of Picard and Riker doing the double face palm. Oh, yes. Classic meme. 
with this story, I feel like one facepalm doesn't cut it. You need a double facepalm. <sighs> C-128D just won the internet. Big thanks this week to Roy W. Nash and our community viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you'd like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Jeff Weston. Thanks, Jeff. This is Category 5 Technology TV, and you'll find our website at www.category5.tv. Don't forget, Category 5 TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here, cat5.tv slash TPN, and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. We got some comments, Jeff. We do. Yeah. First of all, PsychoVision said to tell you, please tell Jeff for me, the 100 was a great suggestion. Instant, oh, instantly addicted. That comes to us from PsychoVision, a.k.a. Zero in the chat room. You know what? It's a great show. That's what I'm hearing. It is. We're, we're partway. I think we just finished episode seven on season three. Oh, okay. And uh, making headway then. Yeah, uh, let me just tell you, the episode finished and I went, (laughs) more, more. And I just looked at my (laughs) wife, I'm like, should we watch the next one? She's like, it's almost midnight. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That's how it goes. for the kids tomorrow. Oh, dear. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's a great show. Well, there you have it. Uh, And, uh, and Zero wants to thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, what do we got? Gambit Rocks was looking at our VR headset that we looked at yes. last week. And yep. that's available at cat5.tv slash cardboard. And uh, what, did, uh, what did Gambit Rocks say uh, to us here? Gambit said, this is fantastic. Do you have any VR games, apps, or VR experiences that you would recommend on Android or iOS? Oh, sure. Uh, so Christopher Kevin Lee uh, said... Will my Samsung Galaxy S3... Well, let's tackle one at a time. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Gambit rocks. Yeah, get into Google Play and uh, just do a quick search. I think the... I'm going to just try it right now since I've got Android now. I'm going to type in... uh, Let's try a good search would be cardboard. And people are saying, why would you search for cardboard? Sure enough... headset. Sure enough. Okay, what have we got? Yeah, we've got like VR theater. We've got VR Crossy. Remember Crossy Road, aka what was it called when we were kids? Frogger. Frogger. Yes. Uh, so Crossy Road for VR. So the reason that it's called the the search query that I'm using is cardboard is because Google Cardboard was what kind of started this whole trend right. because Google realized, hey, our phones that are powered by Android have the ability to do VR, but there's no way to put it on your face. So they created something that you could download, print, and then superimpose over a cardboard box and cut it out. So and then fold it up and then and it was and it's open source and you can get it. So a lot of these headsets are based on cardboard. I'm glad they did because using duct tape really hurt. <laughs> Just <laughs> duct taping it to your face? No, well, now they're, they're really sophisticated like the one that we were looking at last yeah. week, uh, the VR box. Make sure you go over to cap5.tv slash cardboard to see that. But uh, Gambit Rocks, do a search for cardboard, okay? And uh, if that doesn't find what you're looking for, cardboard space VR. And you'll f- see all kinds of free games. You'll see some that are commercial. Um, I like some of the... There's, like, motorcycles, and you put on the headset, and you just kind of move your head in order to uh, control it. Uh, also, um, Shelly De Silva was here, and we looked at uh, the Happy Goggles. Yes. The Happy Meal that turns into a set of Google Cardboard. Right. So make sure you get onto our channel on uh, on YouTube, or just head on over to linuxtechshow.com. Do a quick search on that channel for uh, cardboard or for um, happy goggles, two words, and you'll see that review and, and one of the games that we were looking at there. It was pretty fun. Now, will the Season 10 uh, episode... The special? Yeah. The 360 the special, special? Will it be available in VR afterwards? Yes. There you go. Yeah. 
So you'll actually be able to watch the two-hour special in, in VR mode. Which is totally yeah. awesome. So we're actually going to have two different versions of the show available after the fact. Okay. So we're VR only during the broadcast. Uh, but after the show, what we've done, what I've done is with this phone here, I've got HDMI output. Okay. So we're going to be, and, and if, you've, if you've got a G3, that takes a, a little adapter. So that's 20 bucks through Amazon, which you can get through our partner link. Um, so that's a 1080p HDMI adapter. Yep. So we're going to put that in our goggles okay. that we looked at last week and we're going to output it to Wirecast and record we're going to play it back on the phone and then record it and I'm actually going oh, to look around okay. so I'm going to look around on behalf of the viewer nice. and record to disc what my phone sees so then we have a version that is recorded that doesn't require a, a headset Ooh, that's awesome. or a 360 so then you can watch it on your TV So and, and then uh, a week or two later, we have the behind the scenes, which is going to show you exactly how all that was done. So if you're interested in 360 video, you're going to learn about the cameras we use. You're going to learn how to create your own 360-degree virtual reality video, which is fantastic for shooting your kids' birthday parties, things like that. You know, how, how can you capture the moment any better than putting a 360 camera in the middle of the action yep. and having everything going on around it and think about all the family that's there. And, that's you know, awesome. It's, it's going to be fantastic. So. There you go, Gambit Rocks. Tons yeah, check of stuff. it out. Christopher Kevin Lee, you were saying uh, also watch the same video about the goggles. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so Christopher says, uh, will my Samsung Galaxy S3 fit into that specific VR headset that we showed? Yes. And he hopes so because on Amazon.co.uk, it was 10 pounds. Nice. That's cheap. It's so cheap. How can you get into VR for 10 pounds? I can't believe that headset <laughs> is that cheap. And the S3 will indeed fit. I think that's got a 5.5-inch screen, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. And uh, it supports up to 6 inches. And you saw, uh, Jeff, how big is your screen? Do you remember? Uh, no, but it's... How does mine compare? Yours is uh, substantially bigger. Yes. And mine's 5, I think. I want to say so yours is 5.5 or 6. I think it's 6. Is it 6? Well, let's look it up. Yeah. I know we're live, but okay, what was it called? It's the S S3? Samsung S7 S Edge. Edge. Screen size. Google says it's 5.5. Oh, look at that. And so what's mine? Um, so 5.5 inch. So yours is the same probably as the S3. Uh, well, let's actually look. Let's say S3 I screen S3 size. Is smaller, I think. Yeah, maybe, eh? Samsung S3 4.8 inch? Oh, yeah. it'll definitely hold it. Yeah. It's up to 6 inches. Um, and what is mine? Mine is the LG uh, uh, G3. Yes. And my screen is oh, five, also 5.5. 5. 5. 5. So my screen, even though the phone is smaller than yours, the screen is the same. Oh, right, because yours is wider. I've got less wider. of a bezel. Yeah, yours is wider, though. Oh, yeah. And that's, little that's bit. why. So yours is a little I win. wider. And mine fits perfectly, too. So mine's actually bigger than yours. Yeah, but mine's taller. You can ride on more rides at the amusement park. Okay. There you go. Oh, uh, Senor Grimm was watching uh, the video on how to fly drones that we have up on our YouTube channel. Yes. And that's cool. Lots of feedback on that one. Uh, Senor Grimm says, newbie here. Totally obsessed with these drones. I got a small problem, though. Maybe others are having this. Uh, it's difficult to get a lot of practice in with these teeny drones when flight time is five to seven minutes. Yep. Then you got to wait to charge, rinse, repeat. <laughs> nice. uh, I guess multiple batteries would help, but I don't have any yet. Uh, does anyone else ha find this frustrating? Thanks. Great video. Um, teeny drones, the little micro ones, typically you can't change the battery on the fly. Right. Uh, larger drones, yeah. I always keep three or four batteries in my pocket. Even my, uh, my full-size video drone, I have three batteries for it, and I carry two in my pocket and one in the drone. Um, but with the teeny drones, I have multiple teeny drones. Yes. And we call it charge one, fly one. So I carry a USB recharger pack. So it's a USB battery cell. And uh, it's a 1,000 milliamp hours or 10, no, 60,000 milliamp hours or something crazy. It's big. And um, so I plug a teeny drone into that to charge it, fly the one for seven minutes. And by the time I'm done flying, the other one is pretty much close to ready Perfect. To, to fly again. So you just swap back and forth. Um, so you get a couple of them. And then the other advantage there is if Jeff comes over and I'm flying my teeny drone, Jeff can race me. Exactly. And I'm going to win. And that boosts, that boosts my confidence. It's true. I have a hard time getting it off the ground. I'm pleased <laughs> to see that Bruce Lee is watching our show. Yes. 
How is that even possible? <laughs> so Bruce Lee says, what video maker are you using to make this YouTube video uh, that you're able to show your screen so clearly? Ah, well, we use a program called Telestream Wirecast, and you can get it at cat5.tv slash wirecast. How do we get our screen up there? You can see I can swap, I can switch around to the screen, and it's full HD uh, capture. And there are two ways that Wirecast can do this that I use. Okay, so when, earlier when I brought up uh, password box. Yep. That was an HDMI output from the laptop going into a Max, uh, Magewell uh, HDMI capture card. Okay. Okay. So that was direct HDMI output to HDMI input. Beautiful. Same as we use for our cameras. Um, that's nice and great for games and stuff because there's no latency, no lag at all. Then for this system here, the one that I bring up on the screen during demos and the one that you're probably referring to, I don't want to use an HDMI input because that's expensive and, and it's, it's not a good utilization of resources. So instead, we use a product called Desktop Presenter, which comes with Telestream Wirecast. So if I jump on over here, you'll see I've always got this little guy minimized on one of my desktops. This came with Telestream Wirecast, and I've got it running in Wine on Linux, and that is capturing at 720p my desktop, my full desktop. And you can see there's no latency, and it runs really, really well. It's super smooth. It has 3D acceleration, everything. It's fantastic. So what that does is it now streams through my network, Okay. to Wirecast. So Wirecast captures it as a IP camera. It turns my desktop into a 720p IP camera. I could boost that up to 1080p, but my monitor, the one that I use to monitor it, doesn't support 1080p. Right. Ha! Right. So there you go. Okay. That's how we do it, Bruce Lee. Hi-ya! Now, Mark the Morse says mm. drone hey, versus Dalek. Who would win? Dalek. Dalek. This guy. Doctor Who's Dalek. Um, Drone versus Dalek, who would win? Are we talking like battle to the death or It depends. Speed? Are we talking about the cardboard? Uh, yeah, if it's speed, I think the drone is going to win. Yeah. If it is brute force and sheer ability to destroy, um, even the weaponized drones, uh, sorry, uh, even the weaponized drones don't stand a chance against a Dalek. Yeah. Plain and simple. I heard that one of the new episodes of Doctor Who, they're coming back. They're already here. Yeah, I know, but they're doing they're doing some. I was reading something about it the other day. There's some special episode that's coming up that's a throwback. I, I don't know. It's all. I get I get how Doctor Who works. Oh, but, do you? But they're, do you? They were making you said Dalek. I'm just putting that out there. I said I get how Doctor you don't Who get works. how Doctor Who works well enough. I don't have you the enunciation. To, you need to study it a little more closely. Listen, though. Roby Ferguson. Mm. Just because I can't enunciate. Hmm. <laughs> there you have it. Speed versus brute force. Christina yeah. Carrasco. Yes. Christina watched uh, one of our videos on how to build a wedding photo booth for $200 and simply commented, what is this? Why do we even mention this? Christina's comment. Boring. All caps. Thank you, Christina. Appreciate that. You're so mean to us. But. But. Sarah Rudy came to our defense. Did she? Yes. Sarah, thank you. Sarah says, go ahead. Make a more exciting video about the same subject and post it for us, will you? Otherwise, you can be thankful that these people take the time to put it together when they probably have plenty of other things to do with their time. In your face, Christina. That's Sarah, here. thank you, girlfriend. That. Uh, we're going to send you a, a prize package. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. You know what? We've been doing this for a long time. We do all because, kinds of video. And yeah. I think one of the biggest complaints on YouTube that I get comes from the fact that on YouTube, you know this to be true, you that are watching on YouTube, um, a lot of videos are short. Yes. And so a one hour to an hour and a half show and sometimes longer is not what you're used to on YouTube. Yes. So when you click on a video that says this is we're going to learn how to build a this or that for $200 and you have to wait for 40 minutes through all the other stuff on on YouTube in particular you 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 get irate comments and I have noticed those comments It's funny. It's funny. Uh, and there's always somebody somewhere that posts like just go to this time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And please do. That's what the skimmer yeah. is for. And we do our best to try to compartmentalize the show so that those of you who have been watching for some time know that, okay, news happens about halfway through the right. hour. So if you want the news, that's where you go. Or... You know, if you want the feature, stick around a little bit after the news or maybe a little bit before, depending if it's an interview, it happens at the top of the show because yep. we like to get them connected before the show. Um, but if you really want to jump right into like edited down, right to the point videos, you can go to linuxtechshow.com, which come from the one hour show and they're sometimes three, four, six minutes. Right. That's the way to do it. But otherwise, hey, be one of those commenters, Christina, who finds the, uh, the portion and, and posts the link to the time code. Or who makes suggestions that are more constructive. Word. Yeah. Nalacha uh, took a look at our video from episode 459. This is just uh, about 10 weeks ago. Uh, about how we set up Plex Media Server on a Raspberry Pi 3. This one's been getting a lot of attention. Yes. Thank you for buying your Raspberry Pi 3s through our links at cat5.tv slash pi. It's making a huge difference. Mm -hmm. uh, Nalacha says, I've been looking for a video that will help me install Plex and after, I kid you not, 20 videos. Yours is the one that worked. Yep. Thanks, guys. Now I need to find out how to permanently mount the drive, as you said, near the end of the show, and uh, one that will keep the static IP. All right, so that's basic Linux stuff. Setting up your static IP is Linux networking. Mm -hmm. Setting up your FS tab file. Do a quick Google search or check our website. We've done lots of features on how to mount uh, through Fuse uh, in FS tab. Just do a search for FS tab all one word and that will help you uh timothy shouldas also watched the same episode and commented about plex yep. and I, I by the way i'm very pleased in Lacha that uh following all the tedious videos that you did watch that ours was able to help you out absolutely that means a lot uh, you know i go back to that episode all the time yeah i don't know why but every once in a while i somehow mess up my pie oh yes and it's like